Welcome to the Bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. I'm Detta. And I'm Conowin. Hi. Welcome back, Conowin. Thank you. Hello, Conowin. Welcome to Conowin's Corner. <laughs> we are about to enter one of my favorite seasons because it is one of my daughter's season. It's also my season. <laughs> Just saying. Is it? Welcome to Conowin season. Woohoo. Yes. All you Leos out there, I love you. I love you so much. Big happy birthdays to all of you gorgeous people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say, Leos are my favorite astrological sl- sign to poke fun at. Oh, really? Like a good Aquarius. <laughs> it's the easiest and it's the funnest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of people poke at Geminis and stuff. Not me. No. No, you got to go with your opposite, <laughs> I gotta, baby. <laughs> I got to poke at that Leo. Yeah. It's fun for me. Yeah. In a in a kind-hearted way, never maliciously. Sure. <laughs> Says the Aquarius. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Sure. Right. <laughs> and you got to be careful which lions can take it and which ones can't. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Some of you are so yeah. Pride is ego. Ooh, when pride is bruised. <laughs> like, let me tell you. Meow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, should we dive in to Leo season? I, yes, please. I say let's do it. So, let's do it. I lied. We're actually going to rewind for a second just because I want to oh, mention okay. that cancer new moon we had I think I underestimated a little bit because I know last episode I was like I was on I was talking about cancer season is not going to really rev up until July and we all know what happened at the end of June <laughs> that that new moon was really really rough the beginning of the summer when we cast the chart in cancer season it really showed us a very very fiery summer and again I kind of underestimated the the spark of that but now that we're in it i think we feel it we know it we know what's happening and it's here to stay the energy is only going to get more revved up so i just want to preface right that this can feel intense there this can feel overwhelming when there's a lot of transits that are a little harder to deal with and take what it is that's helpful and leave the rest behind you don't have to memorize all of this you know take what you want to use and work with because there's a lot of information with astrology and it's only helpful if it if it benefits you and if you can feel empowered by it if if it's too overwhelming leave it to the side because it's just not worth it so can i may i jump in for just a second please on that note i i, I re-listen to conowin's episodes one because i'm editing them but then i sit down and i write down certain i I write down what number certain things happen and give them titles for myself and i go back periodically and listen to just that section so that i don't get overwhelmed so that i can use it to the best of my ability and if that would help you all and if you want to use all of this and again you don't have to use all of it but i really like to and want to and that's what I do to keep it manageable is I just break it down and I take it in small chunks all month long. And and then I share small chunks with Patreon too when we get to the moons and just isolate that. Anyway, 
that was that's my advice to you if you're getting overwhelmed. Yeah, thank you for that because that's really great. And however best you can work with this, like I said, take what you want. So Leo mm-hmm. season is going to start on July 22nd at 1.07 p.m. Pacific time. And Leo is ruled by the sun, the planet or luminary, the sun. So the sun is what our soul's journey is in the astrology chart, right? And it's our heart. Leo rules the heart. And so it comes from our heart center. Everything Leo does is in the spirit of love. And it's in the spirit of sharing childlike joy, protecting the pride or the family, right? And pride with Leo or lion is a really big deal. <laughs> Any Leo you meet, you're going you're gonna to come across that. So sometimes that pride can be, you know, really honorable and fantastic and uplifting. And sometimes that pride can get a little bruised. So as we mentioned earlier, but it's really the sign of self-expression and it's ruled, as I said, by the sun. So this whole season is really sun centric. Anything happening to the sun in terms of what's happening in the chart, the aspects are going to have a profound effect on all of us as a collective this season. So Right before the season starts, we're actually going to have a Mercury and Sun opposing Pluto. So the days leading up to the Leo season, we're probably going to have some information that's going to get drudged up from the underworld, right? Pluto and Mercury, we're going to want to talk about it and be informed about it. And then the sun, when it opposes, it's going to illuminate whatever that is. So there may be some things coming out right around the top, like the beginning of the season that feel a little earth shadowing or like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that's happening. You may hear of power struggles, manipulation, all the darkness of Pluto, right? So things in the plutocracy, um, the death of certain things, corruption, systematic oppression, greed, whatever the shadow side of the collective and also of you. So there may be something within yourself that's being illuminated at the beginning of the season and that you're having to come to face to face with. So we kind of started off with a big deep bang. But what's cool about Mercury, Mercury is the psychopomp, right? So Mercury is best able to handle Pluto. It's the only planet that can go into the underworld and drudge up those details and help us work with that plutonic journey and evolution. So what better planets to start off this season with in relationship to Pluto, then we can actually put things out in the open and really work with it. Uh, as the season progresses, we're going to have Venus squaring Jupiter at the very beginning of the season. Venus is currently in Cancer. So when Venus is in Cancer, it's comfortable in Cancer. It likes to, it's homey. It's, it's again, in a place of safety and comfort. But sometimes Venus in Cancer makes us feel like, hmm, they should know how I want to be nurtured. Why aren't they just nurturing them the way I want to be nurtured, right? They, there's an ass, like assuming of, I want to be loved in this way. And they're not just understanding I want to be loved in this way. And way to call me out, Conowin. <laughs> way to call me out. Fine. It's hard, right? Because we expect the people we love to know us and to care for us, but we do have to voice those things. Again, Mercury is so important because we can actually voice how we feel. And Venus being in Cancer, we can't just expect those around us to you sort of pick us up and help us. We need to voice what we want or else we become bitter, right? And it can uh, create a little bit of a resentment there. So when Venus is squaring Jupiter, 
there can be a sense of overindulgence almost in retaliation to that. It's like, well, I'm not getting what I want. So I'm just going to go do this thing over here and like really overindulge myself. Uh, it can easily oversatisfy it and almost make it like, you know, think of like that gluttonous feeling, you know, going out and just buying all the things or eating all the things just because you want to feel better. So there's kind of that spirit to this within this season. <laughs> Dada, I love the faces you're giving me right now. And I'm sorry I'm nailing it so perfectly. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I didn't need that other tarot deck. <laughs> oh, and Corey, thank you. We got Corey some, yeah, okay, I'm getting feedback from both of our hosts today. I don't know how you're feeling out there, but you're so spot on. Immediate feedback is really important <laughs> in really, a creative relationship. Yes, it's hot in here. It's getting hot and fiery in this. But it, you know what? It's Leo season. It's the heat of summer, right? Like we all just kind of want to overindulge ourselves. And to mm-hmm. that some degree, I just, I urge you to be responsible, to be careful. But, you know, it's kind of a tough world out there. So live your life. Like life's too short. <laughs> that's how, that's how I, you know, deal with it. Uh, and also we're going to have, you know, while we have Venus squaring Jupiter, we have Mercury trining Jupiter. So again, this is more about that communication, but there's an easy flowing. We want to express our feelings, our passions from the rooftops because Mercury is going to be in Leo. When Mercury is in Leo, Mercury wants to just talk. But there's usually not a whole lot of listening. (laughs) Mercury's considered in its fall in Leo, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It just means it's kind of in a place where it wants to have a one-sided communication relationship, right? Leo wants to express and talk about me, 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 and my lens and my life and my perception. So that's kind of the place that we're coming from. And then in that harmonious place with Jupiter, it can even over you know, exaggerate that because Jupiter always expands. So while it's big and boisterous and fun and expressive, just be mindful to also listen that every relationship and communication is a two-way street, right? We don't want to let Mercury run away with what it is we're trying to say and completely bulldoze over whoever we're trying to communicate with, right? Everyone wants to have their needs met in this moment, right? Venus and Cancer. So just be aware and be mindful of that. But I am encouraged to see a big vision and big ideas that are going to be blossoming from this season. There's a lot of energy around communication. But remember that all those, all that fiery energy, right? So Mercury being in Leo, trying Jupiter in Aries, that's fire and passion and vision. But we need earth energy and water energy and air energy to really manifest those ideas and visions into something physical and tangible. So remember to, you know, work with all the elements here, but there's a lot of fire, right? We can feel the fire. Moving on, the moon at this point will have just passed through in Taurus, the North Node conjunct Uranus. Now this is going to be a theme for the next few months. North Node conjunct Uranus is no joke. (laughs) We've got Uranus, right? It's been hanging out in Taurus for a while. I've been talking about this in a lot of episodes. It's that breakthrough, breakdown of the Taurus energy. So that's our foundation. That's our things we value, our security, our money, our possessions, our homes, right? And so Uranus is really taking all this and breaking it down and giving us a new relationship with it and shaping the way forward. With the North Node conjunct here, I know... What were you going to say, Dennis? Oh, I was just going to say, it sure is. I think we're, I don't, 
know that anybody is escaping this. Exactly. We're seeing it play out in real time, Mm -hmm. just so loud and clearly. And so we've got the North Node that's going to be conjunct that, which there is an element of hopefulness to that because the North Node is where we're going, right? It's what we're trying to evolve to. But it does require us to be completely out of our comfort zone. The North Node is everything we are not that we are evolving to be. So it requires us getting uncomfortable. And Uranus is there to make us extra uncomfortable. I mean, through breakthrough, right? This is how this happens. So for the next few months, we have this North Node interaction with Uranus. And when the moon passes through that, our emotions are going to highlight whatever that is showing up in, in our life. And Mars is very close behind this aspect. So when Mars goes through, that's not just emotion and feeling and, and you know, hearing the, the rumblings of this change in the background, right? Mars is going to pass through and force us to act. Now, again, this is forcing us to act in a way that makes us evolve and move forward, which is hopeful right? Hold on to that hope, that faith that things are going to get better, but it requires complete breakthrough, breakdown, and out of comfort zone. It's no small joke, and it's no small thing. (laughs) So it's pretty tough. I want to mention also, as Mars inches closer and closer to this aspect, right? And again, this is something that's going to be prevalent, not just through Leo season, but also through Virgo season coming up next. We are going to have Mars conjunct Uranus. And when this happens, the likelihood of accidents is very high, right? You have Mars, the planet of energy and passion and literally the way our body moves with the planet of all things, tower card, accidents, lightning, you know, breakthrough, breakup, that, all that. So you got to be really careful when this happens. As a collective, we'll likely see something happen as a collective. And I hope everyone stays really safe out there. I truly, truly do. So be careful. And this can be accidents around finances, your home, foundation possessions your food uh your resources so would it be reasonable to assert then that this is a time when it would be really good to gather your support around you absolutely yes (laughs) yes as a whole this summer yes and I was just going to ask, can you clarify what dates those are? It's going to be, it's like literally, it? it's pretty much all of it. So Mars is, as it inches closer, right, which is already starting at the top of this season, Mars is just a few degrees away from that Uranus North Node conjunction. As it gets closer, we feel that energy intensify, intensify further and mm-hmm. further. And usually with Mars, as it gets closer, or as the planet mm-hmm. is what we call applying to the aspect, it's going to get like bigger and bigger. Whereas a lot of planets, it's it's sort of, you know, the whole range of when it passes over the planet. I wish I could, you guys could see what my hands are doing right now, although I don't yeah. know if it's that helpful. <laughs> but I, I talk with my hands. And so, you know, as Mars approaches, that's that climax energy. But then it kind of tails off once it passes over. Whereas a lot of planets, it. it's sort of a whole range. But we're really feeling this, especially in Leo season right now. Okay. So it's okay. pretty much the whole time. So as we move at, past this transit, right, even though, as I said, we're not moving past it, it's through the whole time, we're going to have that new moon in Leo pretty much right at the top of the season on July 28th. That's going to be at 10.55 a.m. at five degrees of Leo. So I've said this many times in the last episodes, but wherever five degrees Leo is, look in your natal chart, and that kind of gives you the arena, the house that it's in will be how that may be manifesting in your life. It's also a great opportunity to work with that energy if you want to do some magic around the new moon or some manifesting around the new moon. Of course, if that doesn't resonate with you, you don't have to do that, but that may be a way that you can work with the energy if you're looking for ways to work with this new moon. 
So that Mars Uranus conjunction is happening at this new moon. Like it's, it's right there. So this new moon is really centered around that energy of breakthrough and, you know, big tower card to the collective, to the world energy. And Mercury is actually going to be in what's called a T-square to this. So Mercury is kind of the instigator, right? And what do we know about Mercury? It's our communication, our thoughts, our ideas, our mind. So whatever thoughts and ideas are coming up right now is really forcing us to act in this way that's balancing the nodes, right? So the north node where we're going, where we're evolving to with that huge Uranian Martian energy uh, causing us to break through. And also the south node, which... While it's also our, it's our gifts, right? It's what we brought in from the last life and what we're able to sort of fall back on and know really intrinsically well. It's also what we need to evolve away from, ultimately, what we need to change from. So finding that balance, the best way to do it to think is to think about it and to communicate, you know, journal if you want, or talk with, you know, people you trust about what you're feeling, what you're going through. Mercury is the kind of catalyst to this energy with this new moon. The new moon. Just, oh, go for it. Oh, I'm so sorry. I just realized I don't know if we have an astrology channel on the Discord. Oh, oh, we should we should definitely do that. I'm gonna make one right now. Well, <laughs> okay. not right now, That's but like awesome. today. Yeah. So if y'all want to talk about astrology stuff, or if you want to decompress about any of the Conowin corners extrasodes, you're welcome to do that there. I'll I'll make sure that that is up and up and running before this comes out awesome which will be this week mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. fabulous thank you that's a great arena place to to voice you know what you're mm-hmm. going through and what's happening and so often i find that when i talk to other people about you know whether i mention the transits or not just the similar things i'm going through people are like oh yeah i'm feeling that too so totally mm-hmm. recommend using mercury using our thoughts ideas our visions as a way of dealing with this energy and what better time than the new moon to start working with this new chapter in our life. Right. And Leo energy, right. As I mentioned is about self-expression. So the new moon's a great time to think about your place in the world, right? Leo energy is about me. So how do you want your life to look right? What circumstances would allow you to best express yourself, your needs and your desires. That's what you can start shaping for yourself right now. And by voicing yourself, right, that Mercury again, the nice thing is, is it's trying to Chiron. So again, there's this element of healing. Chiron's the wounded healer. So voicing our wounds and healing from that communication. Chiron's here to assist us in the learning process of how we can evolve to this next place we want to get to. So there's a lot of support from the universe here while it is intense, right? Or possibly Mm -hmm. overwhelming. And so after that, Jupiter's going to go retrograde pretty much the same day. And it stays retrograde all the way until November 23rd. And it will actually go back to Pisces. So Jupiter has been hanging out in Aries for a few months, giving us a glimpse into the future. But it's going to retrograde back into Pisces. We're going to have a chance to rethink about, redo some of the stuff we were thinking about at the beginning of this year, especially around that Jupiter-Neptune conjunction in Pisces, right? That really big one that was happening. We're going to have a chance to revisit some of that energy a little bit, and then it's going to progress forward. So Jupiter moving backward, this next few months are going to feel kind of like in a review, especially of Jupiterian things, right? So that's going to be our morals, values, higher ideals, are the things that are bigger than us that we can think of, right? That, that stretch us out into the open and expand us. So this is a great time for learning or reviewing what you have learned as well in the next few months forward. 
and then Mercury is going to move into Virgo on August 4th. So this is a much comfier placement for Virgo, for Mercury because Mercury in Leo, as I said, is a little bit like talk, talk, talk about me, 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 right? And Virgo, it's much more detail-oriented. It's at home in Virgo, so it can go back to being, you know, in the weeds of all the things that it wants to work on, the calculations and the, uh, mm. the details, as I said, and just all the minutia of life. And then also getting back to daily habits and routines and structures that like make life more comfortable. So Mercury is a lot more at home here. And again, Mercury is really one to watch here because there's so much planetary action. Mercury moves so fast and it's moving very, very fast right now. So it's got a very intimate feeling in our life. That moves us to the full moon in Aquarius, which is going to be on August 11th. 6:37 p.m. Pacific time and it's at 19 degrees Aquarius. So be sure to look in your chart wherever 19 degrees Aquarius is and that'll give you an idea of how to work with this energy. So the full moon at this time is conjunct Saturn. Wah, wah. <laughs> I just got no. some oh no. So I mean full moon in Aquarius is kind of a hard moon, right? Because the moon in Aquarius is really it struggles to really express itself, right? Aquarius is very, very clear thinking and it's a you know, it's an air sign, so it wants to spend time up in the mind and sometimes it can overthink and just completely squash the heart and say, like, no, I can't think about emotion. Emotion is too messy and I don't want to deal with that. I want to, you know, think about things and so the Can't full moon <laughs> that was totally not completely directed to you Corey right <laughs> right <laughs> no hate to my full like my moon's in Aquarius out there my son is a moon Aquarius so. I know I'm so sorry I feel like this happens often it's like one or two it's one or it's one or both of you that like ends up it's really you know, okay Ultimately, I know what I'm about it's fine it, it, yeah. it really helps me a lot I cannot tell you how much I've been helped by knowing all this it it changes the way I act subject when I find myself starting to pick fights and go oh oh that's oh that's that no knock it off this is on you so that's so good I'm like I'm so pleased to hear that and I hope you all listening feel the same way uh just because this is meant to help you so I I hope that's what I can bring but now let's talk about the full moon conjunct Saturn (laughs) so we have right we have the moon in Aquarius which kind of struggles to emote right and to really feel all the like messy gritty feelings of emotions down deep in the drudgery of our hearts and then it's conjunct Saturn Saturn's like don't feel feel. No, no, I'm going to oppress you, suppress you. It's about discipline. And yeah, exactly. We've got lots of smooshing going on of our heart. So it's a hard full moon to really express because it's kind of getting squashed by Saturn and it's opposing that sun all the way over in Leo across the chart. So, you know, our soul doesn't really want to fit into this structure that Saturn is making us fit into, right? Or a system, right? And sometimes that system can be a system of oppression. So we may have that highlighted really at this time our heart may be like struggling to just break free of whatever it is so that full moon may really illuminate that and dredge that up for us and and cause us to realize okay where is it that I want to break free from so I have a question about that then if we're going through this and our heart is getting smushed and we're just would this be a good time or not such a good time to practice silence meditation or candle work or reflecting on ourselves or would that make it worse it <laughs> never makes it worse i will tell you no? yeah it'll never make it worse right so when we think about like the planets right so if if our heart is under the foot of saturn right yeah. well what is saturn challenging us to do saturn always wants us to 
find structure and discipline in our lives that works, right? Mm -hmm. And that is dependable. Saturn is about building a boundary or a system to work in. So if the system that your heart is currently in is not working and you feel oppressed, what can you do to break free from that system and find a new system that does work with you? Saturn is not here to just squash, right? I mean, that it can feel that way. <laughs> we can certainly feel like we can't break free. But really, when we're, we're in that place, we're learning about the things that do squash us that keep us from our freedoms and it's about breaking free right we have we have this really strong uranian energy still happening humming away in the background that is telling us to break free right so no matter what whatever we can do to reflect on how we can break free from that energy is benefiting us, right? That's that conjunct that North node again, leading us toward what we need to evolve to sometimes breaking free involves things that really make us uncomfortable, like confrontation, right? So, but it's through that action that can certainly be assisted and helped with magic, with meditation that we're able to accomplish those things and manifest that change. So this is very personal, but also very out there in the world. Yes. So being uncomfortable, like for me, being uncomfortable, knocking on doors and making phone calls, not a real fan of it, but probably going to be doing it uh, and sending a lot of postcards and stuff because this is also so global. I just like, oh my goodness. It's just so global. Well, you know, that's why as above, so below is a thing, right? I mean, everything out there, you know, all that we're seeing right in the world right now, in the universe right now, is happening microcosmically in our souls right now. So the, the vision of what you see out in the world is happening inside of you. And how can you best be a part of that? How can you make the change you want to see? And again, mm-hmm. this is where this can get kind of overwhelming because it's like, oh my gosh, I, can't, I don't even have an effect or a change out here. How can I possibly, you know, <laughs> change that within myself? But the truth is, is within yourself, you have control over you. You are a divine being that is a creator, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Leo reminds us to be a creator. So that sun over in Leo is reminding you of your soul's true power. You have the capacity to change your world by changing yourself. So start small, start with me, start with your lens, your vision, and move out from there. Because as you do that, you'll change what you're sending out into the universe and the universe will respond back in kind. Yeah. If you go to my TikTok or go to researching starlings, you know the it's called something uh and i'm forgetting but the way that when you see those birds that all move together those big swarms a what susurrus susurrus it's it, there's another word for it as well what they've actually named it i i i'm quoting somebody who i cannot remember their name from tiktok who walked us through all of it gotcha. that those birds they studied them for 15 years and discovered that the way that they can move together that way is because they only pay attention to the seven other birds around them mm-hmm. and so starting locally starting where you are is the best way to start and then if you have the energy to go out further into the community but know that those ripples are are happening yeah and i i love that metaphor of it wow conowen you are so like Ah. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's I just, awesome. I'm just doing my Mercury, communicating what I'm seeing in the stars. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, but, but it you. is what you're seeing. And so anyway, thank you. And I'll let you get back to. 
When I love what you mentioned about, you know, also you see this collective shift in the birds, right? And it's a huge like community of collect, like, you know, collective movement that you're seeing. And Aquarius mm-hmm. is about community. It's about the things that are outside of ourselves, right? If Leo is us and me and internally Aquarius is them, it's, it's out, it's everyone out here. So by, yeah, focusing in on just the few people around you and how you can act locally, that's how you shift a whole community. So that was a perfect analogy. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, especially with full moon and Aquarius. So all things to consider. And again, if you're looking for a place to really start that energy and work in your life, look where 19 degrees Aquarius is in your chart. And that's going to be, or where that full moon is, that's going to be a great place to start if you're looking for somewhere to start. And so after that, Venus, like practically the day of that, Venus is going to move into Leo. So the energy already is going to be a little bit lighter and easier because Venus being in Leo wants to, again, express and attract things. And the queen herself has arrived, right? Venus is here and she's in Leo basking in her own glory. So she's more willing to ask for what she wants because she deserves it, obviously, right? And so that energy might lighten things up a little bit after the full moon, which is nice because it kind of gives us the like conduit and the energy to go out and say, okay, well, I'm feeling oppressed, suppressed. I don't feel like I'm able to get what I want. Venus helps us to attract what it is we want. So we do have that benefit. Again, support from the universe here, right? Take it where you can. But I will say to end with Leo season, right? Venus is going to be trying Jupiter for a few days. So those passions and dreams are going to be really highlighted. Again, asking for what we want. The two benefits, right? So Venus being a lesser benefic planet and Jupiter being a major benefic planet. That's two good things together, which can be wonderful and fantastic. But there's also that tendency, especially with Venus and Leo, to overindulge. Again, it's summer. Mm. Live your life. There's no judgment there. But just be aware and be safe out there, right? But the final days of Leo are going to be a little bit tough because Mars is going to be in those final degrees of Aquarius. It will have passed over Uranus. It will have passed over Uranus and the North Node in Taurus. It will be at the final degrees. So that can be a crisis around values, around our self-worth, around our possessions, around our home, our food, um, our resources, right? The things that we have around us to keep us safe and secure. So just be aware of that if things get a little intense. And then Uranus will be slowing down to go retrograde. And then that will be the beginning of the season of all outer planets in retrograde. Uranus is the last one to go retrograde in the outer planets. And just to give context, last year, I kind of glossed over, oh yeah, and then Uranus goes retrograde. But as it slowed down, we saw Afghanistan happen. I totally missed that last year when Uranus went retrograde and I was not anticipating it to be quite so intense. But I just want to preface that this year because we have Mars interplaying as well as the North Node interplaying, there's a big shift happening. When Uranus slows down, it means that it's at its most powerful, right? As the plant slows down, it gets louder and louder and louder and there's this climax of energy and then it's going to move retrograde. And, you know, the idea of moving retrograde it's, it's not as if it stops and then just starts again. It's a gradual slowing, a really intense period, and then it gradually moves back. And because Uranus is so far out there, it stays at the same degree for 
days and days and days on end. So it can really feel like an intense period. So end of Leo season, buckle up everybody, hang tight, be safe out there. And you know, keep track of whatever it is you need to feel safe and secure around you, whether it's double checking on your finances or, you know, getting insurances, wills in order. If you've been putting that off, we also have a Mercury retrograde coming up and a shadow coming up. So it's definitely a good time to start sort of collecting your resources and feeling safe and secure because things are definitely going to be hot this summer. Made me even more grateful that I'm going to be e-filing my divorce papers on Monday. There you go. It makes me more nervous about traveling, which we never do. And we're doing <laughs> we're doing the first two weeks of August. So let's see how that goes. But I get to see goats. So well, Dad, I, I have bad, to tell right? you, this is so funny. You said that because that new moon is happening in your ninth house. And that's in the house of travel. So <laughs> what? and that's right get before it. August. So you shouldn't feel too worried about that. Oh, how exciting. Yeah. Oh, yay. Well, that now I'm happy. <laughs> just be safe out there, right? That Mars Uranus, yeah. that's the accident. So just be extra cautious and yeah. aware. But that doesn't, you know, that moon is telling you go, travel, see. So okay. go for it. Just be safe. <laughs> we'll be careful in the car because it's a road trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of stuff going to yeah. happen out there. But, you know. Oh, wow. Oh, thank you. Of course. I just, I, while you were chatting while I, I was also listening because I could very quickly look this up. It's called Murmuration. Murmuration. What that's what it's called. Murmuration. The person who introduced this to me is on TikTok as Alexis Rockley. A-L-E-X-I-S-R-O-C-K-L-E-Y. They posted it. I think it's a she. They posted They, she posted it on 629 if you're looking for it. And it's starlings. It's really cool. Hey, so that's Leo you. season. That's it, huh? <laughs> okay. Oh, is that right. all? <laughs> I have a space-related question to ask you. I love you. that. Yes, let's go for it. Are you vibing as high as I am on the James Webb images? Oh, <gasps> yes. As I blow into the microphone, yes. Yeah, me too, I do too. <laughs> oh my gosh, are they amazing or what? Oh. Yes. They just like make my heart feel so good and also so yep, small. Right? <laughs> oh, yep. I was like the watching some Hank Green videos and he was talking about mm. where in the image the cliffs are and mm-hmm. how it's like the teeniest little babiest teeniest little speck of that big system. And I was watching that and all I could think was I am very I am so small, which is great. I like that feeling. It used to freak me out, but now I I really like that feeling. One of my daughters is really into space and Hubble and the web. And she got a hold of me a couple days before it aired. So we were up in the morning watching them reveal everything live and talk about exciting and watching scientists start to tear up. I love these nerds. About what they're talking about. I love these nerds so much. Oh my gosh, it was beautiful. It was, and it just also, for those of us who don't know the terminology of the science, or at least for me, I was like, oh, this is big. This is a big deal. (laughs) It's a big deal, you all. I'm very excited about it. Same. Also, the LHC, the Big Hadron Collider, they had a successful run, their third run ever. I love these nerds. I also saw a headline that made me simultaneously happy and like existential which was data from data from the lhc run three 
indicates to scientists that the universe shouldn't exist. Whoa. I had not seen that yet. I was like, okay, it's not even 9 a.m. right now. (laughs) Like, I can't. (laughs) I can't do that right now. Yeah. It was a good article. Before your first cup of coffee. It's no. I was like, I haven't even had breakfast yet. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Well, I think we should maybe sometime do an episode just in space and geek out. Mm, love that. All of it. That would be so much fun, especially with all these new web images. Web. Web as in W-E-B-B, the name of the telescope. W-E-B-B. W-E-B-B. Right here on W. Conowen, thank you so much. You are amazing. And I delight in seeing you. We were talking about that before we started recording the episode. We just miss you when you're yeah. not around. Yeah, it's true. I love being it's here. It's so good. And I just want to mention, it's so funny you mentioned space too. So I, I did just have my first astrology class, like live class at Crescent Moon Gifts. It was wonderful. I had a really wonderful three hours with some lovely people and we got to dive into their charts. And in it, I talk a little bit about how astrology works within the scope of actual astronomy and space and dating back thousands of years, how it all works. So uh, yeah, it's definitely been something heavy on my mind just because I've been like doing my mercury and diving in and interest like learning all the things about it and you know perfecting what i actually knew about it and understanding on a much deeper level so that class will hopefully be virtual by the end of july and of i course, was just gonna ask yes yes so that class will be virtual and it's funny because i crammed a lot into three hours and i think it's gonna have to be released into modules because it is so much information so yes. there will probably be multiple levels of the class and i will continue to do live classes at crescent moon gifts in tacoma where my office is located so if you're in the area i'd love to see you those classes will be released monthly but i will also have them virtual for people to buy and have the resources available to download online. I'm just finishing all that up right now. Uh, I've got some very beautiful Book of Shadows-esque like resources that you can put in your book that are like all medieval theme because your girl, I'm a Leo, I love a theme. I can't, I can't help it. Yeah. Love a theme. <laughs> you love a theme. My Venus and Leo, she's like, give me a theme, give me a structure. I want to work with this. So we have wow. a lot of great resources to share and a lot of stuff regarding space and everything. I can't wait to put that out and I would love for any of you guys interested to check that out and the next class this last one was about the sun it's called what's your sign but I really dive deep into like how sun sign astrology works and then also using magic with your sun sign astrology the next class will be all about the moon so just something to look forward to I would love to take a class with you on how do you find like for example your leo in the 5th degree because like how do you how do you find those when they're changing and shifting we know we've got the, our natal chart but it's not the same as our natal chart we have to count from something right i've tried to teach myself how to do it and i can't so i, I need a teacher I'm, I'm happy saying. to help. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's it, and yeah, so, we'll yeah. totally, we, I can totally dive yeah. into that because it, it's so far beyond the scope of just moons. Moons are an easy place to start, yeah. right? Because we always have a full right. moon and a new moon, but uh, you can use it with any transit. So that's a great idea. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that class or or I'll, <laughs> I'll write that class. hire you for personal coaching, one of the two. Love it. No, I'll write it. Let's do it. Love absolutely. It. Love it. Well, everybody, until next time. Be well. Act with intention. And don't forget, you are magic.
Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington, 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah, and if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babel podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.